0: Thank you for listening to Interviews. My name is Laurent Nautin. I'm a business coach on a quest to crack the entrepreneurship code. So I thought, why not talking to entrepreneurs around the world and ask them to share the practical tips and lessons learned? I hope their stories will help you better navigate your own entrepreneurship journey. This podcast is available on most platforms. Subscribe now. Hi, thank you for joining Interviews. My goal is to inspire as many entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs. You can definitely help me by sharing this show with your network. Today, we're going to a new country, Lebanon. I am with Maria Frangier, founder and CEO of Social Prize. Hey, Maria, thank you very much for joining me today.
1: Hello, Laurent. Thank you.
0: So tell us a little bit about your journey.
1: Okay, so um, I've started Social Prize. it's been 15 years, and uh, we're in the field of digital marketing and communication. We've been re- remotely working uh, ever since, and it's been doing super great. I come from the north of Lebanon, which is a bit mm. far from, um, kind of two hours far from the center, the business center. And uh, this is where everything started. So I wanted to have my own work, and it, it felt easier, better maybe to to have my own work, especially work remotely. And this is how Social Price started, and we're here today.
0: Okay, great. 15 years. It's a long. It's a long time. So you said you yeah. wanted you wanted to you have your own work, but but why? <laughs> why? Well,
1: to exactly. Good question. <laughs> Good question. It's uh, probably, it will be, it, it sounds very challenging. It is indeed. It is very, very challenging. Yet again, um, uh, having my own work is easier because I had to get the mix between my personal life, my work life, uh, my education. It wasn't very easy, especially with my parents far away from where the business center is. So um, it just sounded um, more um, let's say proactive based on my situation and I really needed to be at the same time with my parents said again working and that's how it working remotely was not very advanced in Lebanon, it was not accepted, the culture mm. was uh, not with the idea of let's work from home. Um, working remotely was um, a solution I I found to be very efficient in my case and um there weren't many businesses offering this option. So that's why I thought, why not start my own? And it also started when I was teaching. So I've been also teaching at the university for 15 years now. And um, it was easier to communicate with my students, especially that they came from all over Lebanon. So that was also an opportunity for me to start finding out about the online tools that can be used to enhance the communication. And this is how I got in the digital field because I have a background in economics. So this came like it was completely different, far away from, I mean, from what I've learned. But um, everything was starting at that time, all the online tools, the social media, and it felt great. I also started blogging at that time. It it was amazing. And that's how things picked up. It was like a path that was going right. So I went there. And thank God I did, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I remember you, you, you told me that when we prepared the, this show that you went into blogging and from blogging, you went into digital marketing. Yes. How, how did you turn blogging into an opportunity to, to build and then grow a business?
1: Well, um, I started reading a lot and uh, I enjoyed like writing, telling people how things were going in this country. I was more into economics. I I used to write in a magazine mm. and it was about economics and I wanted to share it. I wanted to spread the news. And I started writing about topics related to economics. Then I started reading more. I wanted to improve my reach and I started reading more about it. You know, resources were very scarce at that time. Mm. Information wasn't very much available, but I was able to find a couple of other blogs, international blogs that were writing, how to improve your writing, how to improve your reach online. And um, I was digging more and more and it started to become very interesting. I felt I was at ease when I was doing that. And it was convenient as well because it was doing it from distance, I could reach the world. And that's how it picked up. And I started moving away to sharing what I was going through, how my experience, um, I mean, about my experience, let's say, and then I was also, sharing with others what are the best practices what worked for me what didn't mm. and that's how things just started to to pick up and uh, and i just engaged more and i had brands reaching out to me asking me to give them a shout out try out their products and that's how it worked. really really better mm. then um, i thought why not dig in further And because I started promoting other brands, because I was promoting my own blog, and um, I started to get clients interested in working with me, and it picked up. I tried to work, the team grew, and everything went well, thank God, and we're here today. Wow. Yeah.
0: It's, would you say, I mean, we're talking like 15 years back. It's yes. 15 years, it's what? It's 2005. It's, it's, yes. it's so close. <laughs> it's, everything <started>. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: When, when everything was starting, it's it was more about blogging rather than social media, but it was also when everything else was picking up yeah. and the new tools were appearing, uh, social media was well picked up. And uh, it was interesting because I had to keep an eye on everything that was coming out. And it, it was interesting because I used them to apply everything I learned to help my blog reach more. Mm. And uh, I was able to help other brands as well because they wanted to know what was happening. I was up to date all the time. And this is how it was very successful because I was experiencing what I was given as a service. So I knew what worked, what didn't. I was also very well connected in the Lebanese market and also in the international market because um, I was able to also ask in person about a, f- a feedback. And I was able to use this feedback to improve the strategies that I was using also, the strategies for the brands. Mm. And it, it, it really did amazing. It was really great.
0: So you were kind of a, a pioneer in your country? Um,
1: I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> I was among the first to start, basically. And I loved it. And I still do. This is probably what the main driver behind everything that's happening, when you love what you do and it just fits your lifestyle. You're not forcing it. You, mm. It's not like I wake up every day and say, oh, I have work today. It's, it's not that. Yeah. It's that I enjoy it. I, I look forward to it. And, and now with the team that I have, it's amazing. The results that we see, the success that we have. And, you know, especially now when COVID hit, uh, we, we had to be m- much more proactive and mm. it went great because a lot of people don't know what it means to work from home. And a lot of businesses didn't know how to shift. And we were able to help them during this shift. we were able to help them increase their sales online right. because we were ready yeah. to help the businesses. We- we could foresee a bit that, I mean, everyone knows that this is a future, except that everything happened immediately, quickly, without any prior notice. So mm. this is how we were able to, we had this advantage to help our clients shift immediately online and maintain their revenues, increase them actually, because we reached a larger audience.
0: Right. And because also you've been working remotely for 15 years, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. So we were kind of trained and it was simple for us. And when I'm home, you know, it's it It was super easy for me. My parents were not really at ease with that, but I was okay with it. So spent, we spent like nearly two months on lockdown and I went to, and I stayed with my parents. So it was super easy. I, I didn't mind. My parents, on the other hand, they were not handling it well. Um, our neighbors as well. It, it was really tough for everyone. I was observing how it was going, but i think because we had we practiced all, all this all these years it was easier for us to, you know to find this balance between our work and our lives so um, our days were pretty much the our routine the the mm. normal routine but it was like maybe something new for others so this is why it was easy for us a little bit challenging for for some others
0: right yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that, because this is, yes. a hot, this is a hot topic, like working from home <laughs> and working remotely. How, yeah. do you make, how do you work from home successfully?
1: <laughs> well, um, actually, there is no secret recipe there.
0: Right. The
1: most important part is that you need to love what you do. And the second part is that you need to find a balance. Mm. If you don't balance, things will, be, will get out of hand. So what, what happened during COVID is that people had to go home suddenly without any preparations. They didn't know what to do there. And it was, it was a little bit more difficult for those who had kids at home, young, young kids. And because this situation lasted for a long time, people were not prepared. When you want to be at home and feel at ease, you need to create your own setup in a calm space, like a Zen space, that, or a space that makes you feel comfortable start your day with a workout probably you need you need to make sure that you're not sitting all the time because we spend hours at home unfortunately a lot of people just get they spend hours working and working they just forget about the time and they realize that the day ended and they're still sitting on the computer this is a big no when you're online and when you work remotely this is a big no you need to set timers. You need to—I don't know—use uh, applications on your mobile to remind you that you have to drink. You need mm. to eat correctly. Mm. It is actually an opportunity, you know, because you have more time. You don't need to dress and get out. You—you you can just be in your PJs. I know some people say that um, it's easier if you dress up when you're when you're at home.
0: Yeah, I actually, that
1: too. I. Yeah, well, I'm, this is not me. <laughs> I think what what no really it's it, it doesn't work for me. It just gets me. So, stress out, honestly, because I have to, you know, put, put choose my, my dress and actually get dressed and do all that. And it's like, why do I want to waste time on this? This is really personal. And this is how everyone should go. I mean, should, should think what makes me feel comfortable to work. I can be in my PJs all day. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I can just, um, you know, wear my, I don't know, like my sweatpants probably. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very personal and The success lies in the fact that you know what you want and you actually practice it. So for me, like my day starts with um, having my coffee calmly. And then I open up my laptop and I start working. I have some short breaks. I sometimes, I mean, actually most of the times I work out before I start my day because it's easier for me Mm -hmm. because I get carried away because in the morning, nobody's awake yet. I wake up around 6 a.m. So I have more time for me. And I started to wake up actually at 6 a.m. because I realized that throughout the day, everything becomes super quick and that at the end of the day, I'm exhausted. So I don't have time for myself. But this didn't come just like right away. This is the recipe. This is what you need to do. It came out of practice. Mm -hmm. And this is why some people really need to go through a little bit of chaos at the start. And then when they find what, what relaxes them, they need to do it. So... The success is finding out what's good for you and practicing it. Not staying long on on the laptop. This is really bad. You'll you'll end up with having a back pain without even knowing why, a neck pain and stress uh, and so on. You need to really just disconnect for some time during the day. Um, I also make sure to go out and walk. Mm -hmm. Even if for 10 minutes, I do make it like this is a must during my day. Ten yes. minutes, even just getting out and coming coming back in, because you need to see a different view in front of you. It's not just like your laptop. And unfortunately, now during lockdown, people are more stressed because this is new for them. They don't know what to do. There are lots of insecurities, and not to mention the fact that everyone is afraid of getting COVID. So things are more stressful than what we used to do throughout the fifteen years. So finding out what keeps you calm, what helps you. Um, Let's say master your your skills and your stress. this is the best thing to do, and finding out the right uh, balance between work, life um, cooking healthy as well, uh, spending time with the kids mm-hmm. um, people have a tendency I'm, I'm noticing this uh, when when they started to everyone started to work online business owners clients everyone uh, forgot the notion of time, so they don't care if they send you a message at the eleven p.m. or like 5 a.m., it's because they couldn't sleep, that they are spending time working. They're trying to be productive. This happened, I mean, it happened like with me like years back. And this is because I allowed it to happen. So this needs to be set. We need to set the rules. We need to really disregard everything that's being sent, let's say, after 8 p.m., if you're willing to work until 8 p.m. And there is nothing that, I mean, there are no rules that say that you need to start your day at 6 a.m. You can start your day at 10 and keep it up till, I don't know, 8, 9 p.m. So everyone has their own way. And this is the best thing about working remotely or from home It's because you have the flexibility of working. You need to set up your deadlines and make sure that you stick to deadlines no matter what it takes. Mm -hmm. And this is, it's going to be super fine. At least from my experience, this is how I'm managing because I, I can reach days where I don't want to work. I don't feel like I want to work today. Yeah. So I seriously just drop everything, calm down, because I know I can, I have these deadlines and I know that I have, don't, don't have anything very specific that I need to finish today or an urgent deadline. And I do have the luxury of taking this day off, like doing nothing, just, yeah. just I don't know, laying in bed, going out. This is, this is something amazing about working from home.
0: Right. Well, that's a, lot, that's a lot of lessons that entrepreneurs can use to, uh, to help their staff working, working from home. I can feel, yes. I can feel you, have, you have the experience. And I also can totally relate to what you're saying because I've been working from home myself for, for three years. How's it going? For three years now. Well, my, my, my problem is exactly what you said is the laptop, is that <laughs> I can find myself working on my laptop nonstop and I forget to have breaks and this happened mm-hmm. like like i think two weeks ago and i was i became super stressed i could not work i could not you know think anymore and i was completely discouraged at the end of a, at, at the end of a bad week but i know yes. one of the reasons is because i was working too much i did not allow breaks for my mind
1: absolutely yeah. absolutely but mind you because you can reach a burnout phase I went there actually, Mm. I I worked like on a huge project for like three months, nonstop literally working like crazy, no weekends, no offs, no nothing. It was a great success, but at the end I shut down for like two weeks. I went into a burnout and, and it was horrible. So it's it's really good if you use these tools. I have some applications that I use to remind me that I need to drink, and then I need to go to, to st- you know to stand up. We, sometimes I take the laptop and go work at a, at a, I don't know at the pub, the garden, anywhere, mm. somewhere just to you know to to just feel different because sitting on the same chair all day long can be annoying, and staying in the same I mean the same room, let's say, or the same location can also be bad and more stressful. So you, you shouldn't be, like, forced to do all the tasks. And this is something that most of the people felt during COVID, that we're home, we have more time, so I can work more. That's not true. You should think that you have some working hours. Let's say you work six hours a day. You need to keep this space at home. Because yeah. otherwise, you're really going to be overwhelmed, stressed, and you won't be productive. I mean, at home, you're 20% more productive. That's, these are the numbers. So, if you are not more productive at home, then you're doing something wrong, and you need to just sit back and check what have I done wrong? Where am I spending a lot of time? And you need to adjust.
0: Hmm. So yeah, all right. It is a learning.
1: It is a learning curve. You know, it's it's, there's nothing that just works for everyone.
0: Of of course, of course not. But like like you said, you have you have to uh, practice, uh, learn, adapt. But yeah, and be
1: patient, be patient. Be patient.
0: Yes. yes. So let's go back to your, um, those 15 years of you being an entrepreneur. Yes. What key lessons have you learned along the way? Love
1: what you do. Because when you love what Clearly? you do- Really? You, <laughs> you said that
0: several times, yes.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because I mean, I mean, you won't be working anymore if you love what you do. Yeah. And, and you will enjoy it every step of the way. And you won't be super stressed about it. You'll be anxious, definitely, because you want the best.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: you will enjoy the journey. And this is the most important thing. And what's even more surprising, you will be able to have ideas, skills, creativity, anything you wouldn't have ever thought you would have. You will, you will be at a different, seeing things from a different perspective. Let's mm. say it. And you're willing to give more. And you'll find ways, even when things are not working, so you'll find ways to make them work. And this is really amazing because you would be surprised of how much you can accomplish. And it's, it's not really an easy ride, I can say that. It's full of challenges. And I think now with, with the different, this pandemic and the lockdowns and that nobody ever experienced, being flexible is the most important thing. You need to be flexible, proactive, but... Just keep an eye on, on the consequences of everything you're doing. Um, being patient is also very, very, very important. Because mm. nothing comes immediately. If, they, if you expect to open up your own work and then work like for um, I don't know, a month, a couple of days, and expect to hit a million dollars, it doesn't work like this. <laughs> it's never like <laughs> it's yes. never the case. Never, never. And um, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. Those who made it like within days. These are really an exception to the rule. Mm. If you have to do, I mean, you need to really make an effort to reach what you want. And it's it's a curve, it's a learning process. So you wouldn't know what it is, even if you have a mentor, even if you have all the resources that you need. Nothing is an exact replica of any other case. You should read a lot, yes, but you should also be open to create your own path. And don't be afraid of taking these you know little jumps and um, just go there be patient and just hit the road it's gonna work
0: yeah all right coming back <laughs> to uh, what you're saying there's about... also
1: one more one more the team uh, your team is really something very 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 important if uh, you, lots of entrepreneurs and it's my case as well when I started I was just there alone it was a solopreneur let's call it it was a bit hard and when everything started to become overwhelming that's when I decided to have someone with me but this is really bad I should have started earlier because um, I was exhausted at that time and Mm. I was overwhelmed with the tasks that I couldn't teach someone or even um, help them out you know with a proper induction so Thinking about a team is something very important at the start, not just when you hit you know, the, the block and then suddenly you need someone, you end up recruiting the wrong person. Again, this yeah. happened with me and I had to try with a couple of people because I, it was urgent because I needed help immediately, but try to foresee what you need as skills, where you can delegate. Think about the tasks that you don't like that, you, that someone else can handle and think about the, the tasks where you can invest more time. This helps a lot. And this is where you would know what are the, the team, who are the team members, sorry, that you can recruit and what are the skills that you're looking for. And one more thing, when you recruit, recruit people who have the passion for what you do. Mm. Because if you don't share the same passion, it's impossible for them to grow with you during the good and the bad times, because there will be bad times. And this is where they will be patient. You don't want them to just drop you and leave whenever you have a bad time. I mean, what we're experiencing currently is an example of bad times. A lot of people won't leave this company because they believe in this. And they know that things are gonna be better. But those who don't believe in you, those who are not really a part of your team, they will just drop you and your business will go bankrupt eventually. So, yeah, the team.
0: Okay. What are you the most proud of?
1: Everything I've done until today, because otherwise I wouldn't have done it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, this is, this is something very important in what we do. And we... Thrive to give the best. Mm. And thank God we've been having amazing results. Our clients are very happy. We have a high retention rate. We never had to look for any client. We're, we're just on referral basis.
0: That's a great position to be in.
1: Yes, exactly. And it still is the case, by the way. So we're being referred by so many of, my, of our clients. And uh, it's going great.
0: But like you said, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes, it takes a lot of effort.
1: Absolutely. this yeah, work, it, it, I guess absolutely this is why you know you have to be very selective in what you do and if you find out that one day this job is not up to your expectations do not you know give it to the client mm. ask for an extension ask for i don't know whatever are the resources you need but never give an incomplete job to a client because this would harm you it would harm your your image it would harm your reputation so you need to be proud of every single thing you do
0: beautiful what legacy do you want to leave behind you?
1: Well, currently, I think this is something that many people would be surprised to hear that during COVID, it was, or during the pandemic, let's say in the lockdown, things picked up for us. They didn't mm. actually go down the drain because we were able to have the skills needed to answer new uh, demand, let's say. So because we help people restructure their businesses, we were able to help many businesses move to online, many employees to find you know, this, this okay environment to work at home with the minimum resources that they have, you know because it was short notice, there were a lot of things that were not available, people needed uh, hardware and software and so on, and, and the economic crisis is not making things easier. But we helped a lot of people find their way to be more productive at home. Um, and what we we are doing right now is to expand the business, um, having partnerships all over the world, because of our reputation, because of our because of the referrals, and because we feel that people are looking for that right now. They're more open, so right. things are going in a different direction. Probably we're we were hoping to work more on the marketing part, but um, we're shifting to include a little bit more. Um, consultancy work trainings, um, online trainings as well specifically uh, coaching um, it's, you know, it's like we're being proactive based on what's happening so we were planning to focus a lot on just the marketing services but now it's like all the services are demanded and we're having a lot of uh, requests for coaching and uh, consultancy so, and we like it we also uh, we also are trying to help out our country because as you know lebanon's going through hard times as well yeah so we created and launched this initiative um where we it's it's called Dwatani as in my country and uh, because we've been working in the e-commerce field it's been really long time and we're doing thank god very well so we we said why not open up this online marketplace where all of the local businesses would list their products and services. We would do that on their behalf. So we would do the data entry and help them promote these products and services outside so they can get an income and generate revenue from abroad. Mm. And it's doing great, actually. And especially now with the, with everything's happening, people are open to that. And we would like to continue doing this. This is like our contribution to our country because we want to stay. Because we... We believe that throughout these challenges, we've been through a lot of challenges, uh, that we can help out because at some time, somewhere, people helped us out, grow. And this is how we're giving back to our society. So this is also something we would like to keep on
0: doing. Okay, sounds like you're, you're super busy. Great.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, today, Yes. yes. <laughs> But we always have room to do, to explore new opportunities because we love going through new things. Mm. I have um, a colleague and she's like, I love being like being a social prize team because this is full of surprises. Every single day we have like new things to do. We go to new ventures and, and it's really very interesting because we all share the same passion. Mm. so when you share the same passion with the team the team will also guide you and help you so you don't feel like you're working alone or that this is like work you feel like this is family that's willing to help you out and give you some suggestions and guide you through the way
0: coming back coming back to the team you mentioned earlier that you if you had known you would have hired people uh, earlier or, fa- or faster Yes. Is that the one thing you would have done differently or is there anything else?
1: At Social Prize, I mean, my, my personal beliefs is that I do not like to have, you know, this long-term plan because I see that there are lots of opportunities that you would be missing on the road. And many people criticized me when I was saying that and and today, I, I, everything went the way I was expecting it to be, because if I had a plan, I would have been mm. devastated and said, OK, COVID hit, pandemic is crazy, economic crisis, things are bad, my plan is, didn't work, what do I do? Well, it's really not the case, specifically when you're working remotely and when you are working in a challenging environment, you need to be open to all of the opportunities. You need to be flexible enough and proactive to take the opportunity that would help you sustain. Mm. So um, this I would definitely keep because um, and I would also recommend a lot of people to review and say, okay, fine. This plan, it shouldn't be that rigid. And if you insist on putting a plan, yes, do have a plan, but you don't need to really stick to it. It's okay if you don't stick to it because a lot of things might change along the way. But the most important part is that Yes, you need to recruit people because if you really think about it, when you're passionate and you love what you do, um your business is gonna grow faster than you expected. And this is what happened to me. So um, the only thing yes I would do is um basically recruit people earlier. One there's another thing I would also do, say no to some people I wouldn't have worked with them. Mm. So yeah, it's it's also good that's to a, say no.
0: That's a tough yeah. one, though.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, but you know, Eventually, uh, you will learn that um, you shouldn't take every client that comes to you
0: mm-hmm.
1: because, I mean, you learn this the hard way, but there are some things I noticed when some clients come to us. So when you present your proposal and someone comes in and said, you know what, it's great, but yeah. this but word means that there is something going wrong and that you need to run for your life because it will never work. And they're going to keep on changing something that they will never like whatever you offer. Because mm. when the client is okay with you, he will listen to you, he will discuss. He will never come and say, but. He will say, I like this. Can we do something different? Can yes. we try this? Can we? But the but means this client is not ready for your services. Yeah. And it's totally fine if that client is not ready for your services because some people are not ready to change. When you come on board and you offer your services to a client, there needs to be a change being Mm -hmm. implemented. So if that client is not ready, it's totally fine. And it's totally fine to say, okay, this didn't work out. You can't work with everyone on earth. And there are always clients who are willing to work with you, who would love to work with you, who have the same way of working, the same mentality. You share the same beliefs. You share the same views. These are the people that would make your work um, very beautiful let's say or uh, a very enjoyable trip and
0: journey totally, totally agree i teach my clients to use uh what i what we call that an ideal client profile uh-huh. where, where basically they define all the criteria of the best clients and it and oh, they, wow and then and then they they try to look for them you know and every time every time you, you uh-huh. meet someone you kind of qualify that person Mm-hmm. Uh, against your ideal client profile. I see,
1: this is and amazing. That's,
0: yeah, and that, that also helps to not waste your time going after, you know, the wrong clients, the people you Absolutely. should say no to because they will never work with you. And in, my, in my experience, every time I said yes to someone, I, I was like, you know, the, the yes, but you were mentioning, I mm-hmm. did it because of the money. Because yeah. I was, I was um, kind of hypnotized by the money, by the cash yes. illusion, you know, and I thought the money looks good, but it never does, actually, because it's such a pain It will cost ass. you
1: more. <laughs> yeah. It exactly. will cost you more, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. You will end up spending a lot of time on doing these tasks that you don't want, especially yes. if the client doesn't want to listen to you. Yes. Like we had this experience a, a couple of weeks ago. So There was this guy, who, a friend referred him to us, and he needed help. And we practically offered him our services, but then he was very rude. He was very impolite, he, he disrespectful, and it was everything, but then we were keeping it up because he needed help. And eventually I had to send him an email saying, I'm really sorry, but we're no longer interested in offering you our services. Because at some point he crossed a line where, okay, no, we're helping you out. You need to keep it professional at least. We spent and wasted actually a lot of time on his tasks, yeah. and for a week we were just repeating the work and he wouldn't listen to us and mm-hmm. he was he kept on asking us to repeat and this is where we we heard okay so we spent a week there nothing came out of it and this is where you know okay a week it was too long actually it should have been shorter we should have taken the decision earlier but when you are with a client that you feel that things are not progressing this is when you need to drop the second time basically not the first and uh, not the fourth sorry the second time
0: yes Yes, yeah. I agree. And I think you worst... really still
1: learn a lot. You keep on yeah. learning every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And because I think the worst part of having relationships like that with clients is that it creates mm-hmm. a lot of frustrations among your team and it's definitely not good for staff morale.
1: Absolutely. And they, they also don't know how to communicate. So mm. if you are not able to communicate together, it means seriously, this is not going anywhere. And you have different ways to communicate. So th- this person will probably do great with someone else. You don't need to be really the perfect match for everyone. So I thought that this would be better if we stop collaborating together because we would be harming them, him if we keep on doing the same thing and repeating and not reaching anywhere. He's losing time, we're losing time as well. And that's when it's better if you just ended up and uh, handle ever, something else you know, instead of, even if you're trying to help.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, to- talking about Ending it up. I'm sorry, the conversation is fantastic, but I have to end it up. (laughs) Of course, of course. Thank Thank you, you. Lola. Thank Uh, you so much. It was really a great, great
1: interview. Thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for, for joining. I had a
1: great time.
0: Great. Me too. Thank you guys for listening. Three ways you can make this podcast bigger so we can inspire as many entrepreneurs as possible. Subscribe. Tell your network about it and write a review. See you next time. Bye-bye.